Well, as Dave uh, mentioned before, over the last kind of month or so here at DPC, all throughout uh, the month of December, we've been uh, unwrapping some of the different names of Jesus. You can see uh, the sign here. Um, these are a bunch. This is just some of the names of Jesus. We haven't been looking at all of them. Uh, the green ones are the kind of ones we focus in on: Messiah, Lord of Lords, Great High Priest. Last night, if you were here, we we unwrapped the name the Good Shepherd, and this morning we're unwrapping the name Emmanuel. Our name. Uh, our aim, sorry, as we've kind of done this, unwrapping these different names of Jesus, our aim really has been to, to kind of uh, see how they reveal to us uh, something about who Jesus is, uh, a bit about what he's like, what he's done, so that we might kind of uh, pause and at Christmas time perhaps have some kind of fresh sense of wonder and awe in the Christmas story. The name of Jesus for the day, uh, for today, it's one of the kind of first names that Jesus is kind of uh, given, uh, other than his name, Jesus, one of the, the first names he's given in Matthew's Gospel. And so uh, it's also a, a name that is kind of really fundamental uh, to the Christmas story. It's really kind of at the core of what Christmas is all about. In the passage we read, we see God, he appears to Joseph in a dream and he tells him in verse 21, as we saw there, he says, She, that's Mary, she'll give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus. That part we're pretty familiar with. We know Jesus as Jesus. But as Matthew, and Matthew's the guy who kind of wrote this biography of Jesus' life, um, as he continues, we see that Jesus kind of ends up taking on this other name almost immediately. You can see it there in verse 22 and 23. Uh, Matthew says, All of this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. Verse 23, uh, The virgin will uh, conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel. Emmanuel. And this isn't just uh, some name that Matthew came up with. He didn't just think, hey, let's give him a nickname straight away. Now, if you look in, maybe in the footnotes of your Bible, you'll see there, uh, Matthew is actually pointing back to part of the Old Testament in the book of Isaiah, uh, chapter 7 uh, specifically. Matthew kind of looks back, he, he's, he's quoting this part of this Old Testament prophet, and, and so what Matthew says is this baby who will be born, who, who Mary and Joseph will name Jesus, he is the fulfilment of these words from the Old Testament book of Isaiah. These words spoken by the prophet have been fulfilled in this baby Jesus. One day, a virgin will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel. And, you know, Matthew also, really helpfully, I think, he, he kind of follows it up and lets us know what the name Emmanuel means straight away. At the end of verse 23, he says, Emmanuel means God with us. And so Matthew is saying, this baby, this Jesus, is Emmanuel. He is God with us. And as we kind of unwrap this name of Jesus this morning, as we unwrap the name Emmanuel, again, it's going to show us something really important about Jesus, about who he is and what he's done. 
this name, Emmanuel, I reckon it communicates to us something really incredible. It's really incredible reality that perhaps we might not think about all that much at times. And it's the reality that God, the creator of heaven and earth, our maker, he wants to be with his people. Our maker longs to be with us, his precious creations. Now, uh, I know I saw some hands before, and I know my children have just wandered off there. I was going to ask them a question, but anyway, that's all right. Yes. <laughs> Some people have already uh, unwrapped some presents this morning. Is that right? Hand up if you've unwrapped a present. I know I saw some hands before. Now, uh, any good presents so far? Answer wisely. A book. That's a good present, isn't it? Two books. Gee, it's a good Christmas, isn't it? Uh, presents. We open presents. And just about, just about every present that you receive today or you give, uh, most of them are designed with a purpose. Uh, you know, books, they're designed. What are they designed for? Sophie? For reading, that's right. Books are designed for reading. Uh, chocolate, if you've been given some chocolate, it's designed for eating, pleasure. Toys, they're designed for what? Being played with, or depending on what it is and where you got it from. Apparently some toys are just designed to be broken by lunchtime. <laughs> you know, uh, just like the things we get at Christmas, God uh, designed humanity for a purpose. He designed uh, humanity to exist in relationship with him. He breathed uh, life into us, creating us to, to kind of bear his image, to represent him on the earth. And he created us to, to kind of live in community with him, our Heavenly Father. It's a reality that we see really clearly uh, in the Garden of Eden, right back at the start of the, uh, the story of the Bible. We see God's presence with Adam and Eve in the garden. Uh, we see him kind of walking in the cool of the evening. We get this picture of kind of heaven and earth kind of overlapping, uh, occupying the same space as God and humanity live kind of in harmony together. But if you know the story of the Bible, you'll know that this harmony is kind of short-lived. Sin, corruption enters the world and creates this kind of a divide, a fractured relationship between God and humanity. But as, you know, as we kind of zoom out and we, and we kind of fly over the story of the Bible at kind of 30,000 feet, what we see over and over again is that God is never far from his people. Over and over again, we, we see God's heart for his people. We see his desire to be with humanity despite our sin, despite our failure. Over and over again, he reaches out and he hears his people. He hears the cry of his people and he leads them out of slavery in Egypt. We see him hover in glory over Mount Sinai as he kind of makes a commitment to his people. God comes and he makes himself present among his people in the tabernacle, in the temple. Throughout history, God continues to kind of show his deep longing to be with his people. 
and when Jesus comes to earth in the form of a human, we see just how committed God is to being with his people. Which, you know, if we really stop to think about it, is is completely mind-blowing. God, the creator of heaven and earth, set aside his, his glory, his magnificence and his splendour and he took on a human body. He entered into his own creation and he became like one of us in the Lord Jesus. Jesus, the Son of God, the, the one through whom the whole world was created, became just like one of those he had created. Why? Because he longs to be with us. He longs to be with his people and he was willing to do whatever it took. Even setting aside his own glory, even humbling himself and entering into our very existence. God longs to be with humanity. He longs to be with his precious children. And, you know, this is a truth, the truth that God longs to be with his people. It's a truth that doesn't start and end at Christmas time. It doesn't start and end with the Christmas story. In Jesus, God showed his commitment to being with his people forever. You know, we're unwrapping a bunch of these different names of Jesus. You know, I reckon when it comes down to it, I reckon they all end up kind of pointing us back in some way to the name Jesus itself, that name Jesus that he was given. You might have noticed back in verse 21 that the Lord tells Joseph that he is to call this baby Jesus. And then it goes on to explain to him why. Why is he to call him Jesus? Verse 21, God says, You are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. The name Jesus itself, it tells us something kind of foundational about God's commitment to humanity. You might see, perhaps in the footnotes of your Bible, you might see... Uh, that Jesus, the name Jesus, it's a kind of Greek version. Uh, the New Testament is written in Greek. It's a Greek version of the, the Old Testament Hebrew name Joshua. Uh, the name Joshua means God saves. So God says to Matthew, you are to call him Jesus because he will save people from their sins. Which is exactly what Jesus did when he went to the cross. He brought salvation for humanity so that we might know God. We might live forever in perfect relationship with him. Jesus, Emmanuel, he didn't just come to be with humanity just for a little while. And if we look all the way to the end of the story of the Bible, we see a picture of God dwelling with his people for eternity. It's this kind of picture of the Garden of Eden that we saw at the start of the biblical story, a, a, a picture of the garden kind of restored, 
God's space and, and human space kind of coming back together again. God and humanity dwelling in harmony once more, forever. At Christmas, uh, we celebrate the truth that God longs to be with his people. And he has come and he has done what is necessary to make that happen. The Lord Jesus uh, entered into our, our human existence, our, our broken humanness. He entered into it so that he might redeem it, so he might redeem our humanity so that all those who belong to him might dwell with God, our maker, forever. Jesus, our Emmanuel, God with us. It's a truth that when we we stop to reflect on it, and and perhaps we don't do that often enough, but when we stop and reflect on it, I I think it really, uh, it must kind of uh, evoke some sort of response from us. I don't think we can kind of think about it clearly without responding to that in some way. And so this morning, I want to suggest that today, Christmas Day, it's a really great day to spend some time reflecting on the magnificence and the wonder of what God has done so that he might be with us forever. And yeah, there are a bunch of responses that you might have when you come to Christmas each year. You've probably had a bunch of them already as you reflect on the truth of Christmas. And yeah, there are a bunch of responses we might have, but I want to suggest maybe two simple responses to the truth that Jesus is our Emmanuel, that Jesus is God with us. And that we might ask God to help us express these things. Just two simple ones uh, this Christmas. The first one is to worship. Yeah, it would be right for us, I think, as we, as we hear the Christmas story, as we reflect on what it means for God uh, to enter into our existence through the Lord Jesus. It would be right for us to worship our God for his great love and for his, his commitment to us, his faithfulness. It would be right for us to worship God, our maker, for his, his faithfulness to his promises. And I think it's right for us this Christmas to, to, to respond to God in worship. And the second thing I think that makes sense is, is that we will respond to God in gratitude. I think these, it's an easy one at Christmas time to, to be thankful for so much but it makes sense that we would, we would give thanks, that we would be grateful to God this Christmas for the hope and the life and the future that are ours through Jesus, our Emmanuel. And I think it seems fitting that we would give thanks for the grace and the mercy of our God and his, his willingness to enter into our existence and to do whatever it took for us to be with him forever. And so this Christmas, can I encourage you just to spend some time uh, expressing these things and other responses as well too, which I'm sure you will, but just expressing your worship of our great God and thankfulness 
to our God for what he has done for us through Jesus. Our Emmanuel, God with us. Our creator who, who came near to us even in our sinfulness so that we might know him and be with him. Not just for a little while, but for eternity. Let me pray. Lord Jesus, Emmanuel, we're humbled today by your great love for us. When we stop to think that you would willingly give up the glories of heaven to enter into human existence, to live with messy people like us, to die for ungrateful people like us, to secure for us an eternity with you when we Think about these things, we can't help but be uh, grateful. We can't help but worship you, our God. And so we pray that you would help us to respond appropriately this morning. We pray that you might forgive us for the times when we're too caught up in our own lives, when perhaps we're caught up in the franticness of Christmas uh, and we lose sight of your amazing love for us. Heavenly Father, help us to never cease to be amazed by what you've done for us through the Lord Jesus. Amen.